Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Donna Wales, who is the author of I'll Pray for You, a Christian woman's guide to surviving domestic abuse. Donna, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. And why don't we start with talking a little bit more about that interesting book title? Where exactly did that come from? So, um... I've been working on my, you know, the 30 second elevator pitch. Everybody gets like 10 seconds. So um, when a heartless elder meets a homeless battered woman and dismisses her with, I'll pray for you more than her faith was shattered. And so um, when I met as the homeless battered woman, when I met that heartless elder, I couldn't believe that he was just saying, I'll pray for you, you know, like dismissing me. I'll pray for you. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And it was just because these are the people that had hosted my baby shower, like, you know, like a year and a half ago and all this kind of stuff had us over to their house for dinner. And now that I'm like in need, he's dismissing me with thoughts and prayers. And so the, the title is really kind of tongue in cheek, sarcastic. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm glad you explained that because that is not at all what I thought it was. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's very, it's very like you could have helped me, but you yeah. dismissed me with good luck. I'll pray for you. Yeah. He's dangerous. Yeah, I know. I have bruises. So, yeah. So that's where that comes from. It's, it's very much a tongue in cheek challenge to the people who say, oh, you know, yes, I know you need help, but thoughts and prayers. So that's, you know, that's kind of where that came from. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my biggest qualms with the Christian church, actually. Um, It reminds me of James 2. I think it's James 2. Absolutely. Yeah, where it's talking about like, it's the passage about faith without works is dead. And right before that, yeah. Are you familiar with the passage? I am. In fact, I wrote an article in Divine Purpose magazine about that very thing, Um, like putting feet to your faith, you know. it's the idea of yes, thoughts and prayers. And and I'm not going to complain if somebody says they're going to pray for me. But on the other hand, sometimes we just need to do stuff for people. You know, we just need to help people out when they're when they're struggling. Bear burdens together. Absolutely. That's that's exactly the well, that was the whole point of the article was, you know, show me your faith by your works, not, you know, not just the I'll pray for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And for those of you who aren't familiar with James too, I'm pretty sure it talks about like, what good is it to encounter like a homeless person and say, be well without giving them clothes or food? It's something like that. That's a hard paraphrase. But uh, it, it, it absolutely is. And the idea of um, just being kind of holier than thou and praying for people is not enough that you need to, as a Christian, you should show your faith, not just by your words, but by your actions and being kind to people in need and and helping when you can. 
Yeah. So yeah. So absolutely. That's where the title comes from. I love that. I love that. Um, that's so, I like the boldness in the title. That's yeah. what I really like. Um, well, awesome. Tell us a little bit, a little bit of a 180 now. Tell us a okay. bit more about what you do for fun and what you do for work. Are you a full-time author? And then we'll jump into like the meat and potatoes. Okay. So I am not a full-time author. Um, my husband now teases me that, um, I use my job as a full-time teacher to finance my author and, you know, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's good. Um, I would like to, you know, make more with my book, but, but at this point, you know, I was really excited. Um, the other day, someone stopped me and said, Hey, I want to talk to you. And I had given them a copy of my book. And it was really a God thing or a karma thing, whichever one you want to call it. But um, I didn't really think that I should, you know, it was like, oh, no, I really don't want to give him a book. Should I give him a book? I should give him a book. But when I handed it to him, he said, you know, my aunt is in an abusive relationship. I'm going to give her this book. Mm -hmm. And it, it's been like a year. And he said, she finally came. She called me. And she said, I'm ready to leave. I read the book and I, and I need some help. Can I come stay with you? And I was just so amazed that, you know, something that I wrote could have that kind of a profound impact on somebody else. And um, that's the reason that I wrote my book. Not, you know, not for the money, obviously, although that would be nice, but, but mostly to help other people who might find themselves in a situation like I was. So, so I am a full-time teacher. Um, I teach middle school technology, so pre-engineering, and we get to do all the fun stuff, right? We have paper airplane contests, and um, during COVID, because we had to wear our masks, and I have this little project where you make a, a rocket that goes on the end of a straw, and you're supposed to be able to blow on it, but you couldn't take your mask off during the COVID things. And so my husband suggested that we use the cans of air and so we put the straw on there and then the kids got to um, distance over time and figure out how fast their little paper airplanes and rockets went. And that was really fun. So I get to do all the fun kind of cool mint Diet Coke and Mentos geysers and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what I that's I really love my job because we get to do all the fun kind of things out in the at the school. Um, so that's what I do for my job. Um, recently I have been like crafting and all kinds of, I made 3d, um, I'm working on Christmas cards already, you know, for those people who are purists that say you don't do that till after Thanksgiving, <laughs> um, you know, I'm making these 3d cut out, um, they look like snow globes, but you open it up and it's just like a, like a pop-up snow globe. So takes a little work, but it's, but I'm really like it takes a lot of work. <laughs> crafting that so there so you know just kind of that and um I tell the kids in my classes that I am not a closet nerd um I used to coach the cybersecurity team and the chess club coach gave me his fake nerd crown and said you win <laughs> so, <laughs> so I play computer, you know, the PC games and, you know, the the online role-playing games and that kind of stuff, just 
to decompress because, you know, we all need to kill dragons and, and conquer the stuff in our lives. And that gives you kind of a, kind of a break and, you know, it's just fun. Yeah, absolutely. What PC games? Just curious. So I've been playing World of Warcraft for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> Seriously? That's funny. I love World of Warcraft. I used to play it all the time. You know, it's funny. There were these people who we played with when we were kids. I'm still kind of a kid, like I'm 23. But back when I was 12 and I was playing it hardcore, um, they were called Spock and Mean. And we would always do the raids with them. And so <laughs> I just funny. fond memories of that game. Yeah. So it's getting ready for the new expansion to come out and, you know, yeah. getting new gear and that kind of thing. So so it's, it's fun, you know, after a stressful day and you come home and yeah, get to kind of blow things up, actually, as my husband would say. <laughs> Does your husband play with you? Um, He used to, but he doesn't anymore. He's been playing on his PS5. So. I got you. I got you. Makes sense. Makes so we sense. have the the game consoles versus the PC discussion in our in our house a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you have a lot of max level characters, or did you kind of stick with one and just? Um, I have two that are alliance and one horde that I've been kind of playing. So. I gotcha. I gotcha. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. Off the PC games now. Back to dreams and goals. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about your motivation. I feel like you shined a little bit of a light on it with the story you told us earlier, but just elaborate for us. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? So, um, you know, and and I don't know how much I can share, but my students, the students that I teach are new immigrants to the U.S. And um, without sharing too much private information, there was one there's one girl who um, her, she and her mom and her sister walked from like Venezuela up to the, up to the Southern border of the U S and oh um, because she had, her mom had been keeping her under like house arrest because the gangs and things were so bad in their country that they had threatened to, kidnapped the daughter and she's like 13 I think and when she closed when that mom closed the door on that house they knew they could never go back to that house again yeah and I can't even imagine walking from you know that distance and then she said she got to the wall and it looked really intimidating and but her mom made her climb it and she fell over and broke her arm. And then mom's first call was to, well, honestly, honestly, mom's first call was to like an ambulance because her daughter's arm is broken. But the next call was to um, a an immigration lawyer to make sure that they could get green cards. And when all the other kids are playing games and, you know, computer games and little educational games, this girl, is sitting in my class at her computer with an English language software learning English because she and her mom and her sister are going to take the U.S. immigration test and they want to be citizens. That gets me up in the morning. Can you imagine being 12 and having walked and knowing that 
they could only take what they could carry. So between that and then my, um, my ex-husband was abusive. And I remember the day that I made the decision and it was a concrete, I'm going to live. I'm not going to let him make me live under a rock because he you know, stalked me and harassed me. I'm going to live and I'm going to make the best of this life that I can make it. And it was a, a very, like, I remember I was standing in the kitchen of a little rental place that my parents had, had gotten for my daughter and I, who was, my daughter was two at that point. And I remember standing there because she always liked, you know, it's the standard kid toddler meal, chicken nuggets, rice, and green beans every day. And I'm like, I'm not eating that today. You know, like I can't eat that anymore. And so I stood there in the kitchen going, what am I going to make for dinner? And then it just dawned on me that all of a sudden I can choose whatever I like now. And I'm like, I can make squash casserole because my ex-husband would like not I wasn't allowed to cook with any onions or peppers or anything that he didn't like or spices. I'm like I can put garlic and onions in things. I can do all these, look at that. I can, I can, you know, like I can decide what I'm going to eat and no one's going to tell me anything different. And if I can decide what I can eat then I can decide like what I can wear and what color do I like? What is my favorite color? What's my favorite kind of music? And and it was really kind of this whole epiphany of I get to decide now. Like no one's going, no one's going to tell me what I can and can't do. And so it was that whole motivation of I'm gonna live. Mm. And um my one of the domestic violence victim advocates that I had gave me this great quote. And she said that the best revenge is living well. Like the best revenge on him who said he was going to destroy my life is looking at the house I live in now. And, you know, the, the trip to the trips to Hawaii that I've been on and, you know, and all the different things and the best revenge is living well. And so not that my motivation for living is revenge, but you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's awesome. You know, that determination of I'm going to live in spite of you. That's a beautiful thing. I love the um, that choice, like you, you saying that it's a concrete choice and then the realization of like, I can live now. I can make choices for myself and live to be the person that I was made to be. I think that's a really cool thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, take us into your dreams and goals after you got the um, ability to ability to choose and you learn more about yourself more what you like what was your vision for your life what is your vision for your life so I wanted to be happily married to someone who actually like it was a partnership rather than a do what I say because if you don't God's gonna smack you on the head and you know, whatever but um so I wanted to be happily married and I am um We've been married 11 years, which is awesome. Um, one of my other dreams is that my daughter would actually grow up and go to college and be more than um, more than my ex-husband, right? Her dad. So 
you know, and so she's actually doing that. And so that was part of my dream. But, you know, I really like on my, on my bucket list is having my book made into like a movie or a TV drama kind of thing. Um, I think there are some really good points to do that. And then um, another goal would be, I would love to have a, like a house on a beach somewhere, retire and, you know, just live on a beach somewhere would be awesome. Or at the beach in a nice house. Do you have a particular beach in mind? Um, I would prefer warm and sunny, <laughs> you know, warm and sunny. Not necessarily here in Rhode Island, where this morning when I woke up, it was 18 degrees. So, no. Yeah, that ain't it. That's not <laughs> it, no. So, you know, south, warm. Yeah, I feel that. It always, um, I'm just, I cannot deal with the cold. Like, even in Austin, it's a little cold here right now. Um, but it still, it doesn't drop below 30 very often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I feel that. So, kind of warm and sunny, whether that be South U.S., would you go into South America? I'm thinking more like a Caribbean island. Gotcha. Um, we got to go to the big island of Hawaii. And now that was, that was neat because that was kind of the, the um, rural area of Hawaii, the big island. So that would be, that would be pretty high up on the, on the list of places to go. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. What are the top one to two skills that you need to develop in order to make your book into a movie? or a TV drama? Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been researching and looking at that. So, um, I actually need to learn how to write it in the pro in the right format. I didn't realize how different novels are from writing TV scripts and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, that one is a skill that I'm working on is, you know, like, how does this format and you really have to boil it down to like the first thing you have to write at the top is the, is the setting. So is it interior, exterior? Is it day or night? Is it, you know, like, where is this set? And you get like seven words at the most. And I oh, was wow. like, oh, can I do that? Because I wrote like 165 pages in my book. So, so, you know, it's really kind of, boiling it all down and so that's one of the skills that absolutely I need to kind of work on is the not so wordy and putting it in the right format I feel that okay so in addition to like having the setting being in a really concise to the point format is the rest of the script like that too like the dialogue and everything so where I used words to convey pictures in the book um, with dialogue, you have to be exactly more concise. And so, um, and so I'm having, again, that same issue with what's the most important that's going to convey the message that I still want, you know, this, this still the situation that needs to be conveyed, but how can I do that with 
this dialogue. And so it's going to have to be a lot, a lot different. I gotcha. So are you going to rewrite it yourself and then go pitch it to like film producers and stuff like that? Um, well, actually this kind of, I had really thought about doing that, but, um, it's really interesting sometimes. And I got this ad, you know, the, the, my author email account gets all sorts of ads and stuff. And there's a woman called, and she calls herself a scriptopreneur. And she actually shops scripts and like teaches people how to, not yeah. how, well, yes, how to, but for, you know, on a, at an obscene amount of money. But the idea is, you know, she will help you write your script. And then, so she kind of challenged me with, you know, your book and your pitch sound really good how's the script? And I was like, um, non-existent, you know, like, um, no. So, um, so I'm working on it, but, but it was a challenge that kind of felt, I, I had thought about it before, but when someone asked if they could like meet with me and really talk about doing this, uh, it was just amazing. And so now I'm like, oh yeah, this would be great. Let's do this. But yeah. let's do this. It's going to take a lot. Of, it's going to take some work. I gotcha. I gotcha. And is that obscene amount of money? Like, are you within a mastermind group? Is it more one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is it a course? Well, she offers, it's a, um, she has a different, you know, it's a scale, right? So you can get, you can buy the coaching one-on-one, -on -one, you can buy the class, you can, and she offered a class that was free, kind of an introduction. And so I started, then that's where, you know, and that's where she's like, you know, I really like the idea of your, of your story, but we need a script and you can either you know, pay someone to write it into a script or you can do it because you obviously know the material better. Yeah. I got you. That's really cool. It was, I, you know, things that you just don't absolutely expect. Yeah. You wouldn't even think there's like, like coaches out there for like marketing or sales or podcasting. Like that's very um, kind of all over the place. Like you'll, you'll right. find a bunch of them, but this is such a specific niche. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. And it just like showed up in my inbox and I was like, Oh, that looks cool. I have always wanted to try that. So it was really interesting. Yeah, that is really cool. Well, awesome. What are the highest impact I'm sure you got this in your coaching course, actually, daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals. So um, <clears throat> the highest impact daily actions, I'm still working on these. So what they don't tell you when you write a book and, and you know, I really feel as if, as if God kind of like put all of this in my lap because I just wanted, I needed to get the story out, right, as a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote it and then I thought, well, it'd be kind of cool if somebody published this. And I didn't really, I expected the 400 rejection letters, but the very first place that I sent the, the proposal to actually sent me back a contract. And not just a contract for this book, but they want me to write two more after this one. Oh. And I'm going, oh my gosh. Like, like, how does this write? So, so um, 
what they don't tell you is that you have to become your own PR and marketing person and social media and, and, and. So um, I am working on the social media aspects. Um, I think it's a Gen X thing, but I'm not really a TikTok person. So Instagram all day long, you know, I have YouTube, I have Facebook and, and, but I, I don't know. I just can't get into, I've been on Snapchat, but I can't really get into the whole TikTok thing. So, you know, maybe yeah. it's just a, it's an old lady thing. It's a Gen X thing, maybe, you know, what, so. What type of content um, are you posting on uh, YouTube and Instagram? Is it long form video? Um, YouTube? So YouTube is like, is the videos that I do from podcasts and um, I was on a TV show from in South Carolina and that kind of thing. So those are, so those are there on my YouTube channel. And then um, Instagram is usually just stuff that's happening in my life that I'm, that I'm excited about sharing. Mm -hmm. um, the fake fireplace that someone designed for me, my, you know, my dining room and, and thinking about letting your light shine so that others can see your good works, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So um, it can be anything like that or my cat. I have two rabbits that mm. are, um, they're, we call them husband and wife. <laughs> but they, um, they live in my bedroom. They have their um, litter box trained. And so I let them out first thing in the morning and they go running off and they jump up and twirl and binky and it's really neat to watch them. And then if I'm not paying attention to the French lock, he will headbutt my ankle so that I will scratch so that I will scratch his nose. Yeah. That's so funny. And and it's really, you know, it just makes my day first thing in the morning. You know, and so sometimes there are pictures of bunnies and all sorts of, you know, just whatever makes me happy. Yeah. Is what I'm posting. You know, we all have enough junk that we don't want to see. So, you know, just just the positivity I think is is those are the highest impact option, uh, yeah, actions, I think. Um, I don't do them every day. I probably should, but, you know, I, I'm working on it. So, yeah, but but sharing a little bit of positivity with, with followers and friends. There we go. There we go. Posting on social media, specifically positivity. Absolutely. I love it. Um, when you think about being your own PR person, your own marketing person, your own branding person, do you ever think about specific types of content you need to put out to build the brand or what your brand overall is going to look like? Actually, I do because um, one of the podcast websites that I'm on um, matched me with a sex drugs and jesus podcast i think i've seen that. and um as much as that really intrigued me that's not where i'd like my brand to go mm -hmm. that's not kind of it doesn't fit with the message that i want to convey and so i politely declined the opportunity on that one so um so yeah, it's, you know, what, 
what can you say or how can you make this fit? Yeah. So, so yeah, there, there are those choices. There was one, um, and I'm promoting other people's podcasts, sorry, but there was one that was like a leaning left podcast. And I come from a very right Republican family and background. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, having those kids sit in my class, especially the one who broke her arm falling over the wall, um, we should feed children. You know, there are just things that, that yeah. we do, right? We feed children. We shelter people who are in trouble and running from gangs and other things. And those are just decent human things to do. Yeah. You know, we have um, the Ronald McDonald house. And I didn't even know they did this until they pulled up with this giant um, RV in the school parking lot. But they have a Molar Express with dentists and and people that give the kids like dental checkups. Dang, because they don't have that kind, you know, like yeah. their parents couldn't afford that. And so you know, those things are about being human and just being a decent human being. It's not right or left. We should take care of people. And so that's kind of, that was my pitch to the Leaning Left podcast is, look, I I wasn't, there were people who took me in, but there were also people who didn't. So it's a decent human thing to take people in and to feed them and to help them get clothes when they don't have, you know, so, so it's all about like it, like you said, the branding thing and what, what matches with your message. And it's sometimes it's a, it's a tough place to be because no one tells you that you get to be all those things when you start a podcast or write a book. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So interesting thing about, uh, I love that you are being thoughtful about it and that you have an idea and vision for where you want your brand to go, the impact and message that you want to communicate. Right. That's awesome. Well, cool. Um, have you ever thought about ramping up your social media? Is that something you're trying to do? Or are you just kind of happy with where it's at right now? No, I really do need to ramp it up. I just, I hate to say I don't know how, but I'm not, you know, it's not my forte. Yeah. So um, that's one of those things that I really need to, I really just need to work on it. You know, I know there's a hundred YouTube videos on how to do it. And, you know, I have friends who would help me, but I just need to like sit down and maybe discipline and make myself do it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You should like, um, have you ever read the book Who Not How? No. It's a great book. You should read it. Although the concept is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, instead of thinking, how can I do this? So how can I ramp up my social media? How can I become better and more skilled? You say, who can I talk to to ramp up my social media? So very much like you got your coach for um, kind of writing the script and pitching the script. Right. That's, that's a who. That's not a how. You weren't like, how can I do this? Right. Who can help me? And so similarly in this situation, I feel like you could be like, who can help me ramp up my social media? And I'm really thinking about maybe if you have a friend that has a college student that is looking to 
um, showcase their digital marketing skills or something like that, they could definitely help you for oh, that would be great. five-ish hours a week. And it really wouldn't take long in that. Like they would just have to create a content plan and maybe help you, give you a tutorial on how to record and stuff. But yeah, that would be great. Some accountability there would be nice from them. But... Yes, that too. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, what character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? I really need to work on like a routine of taking some time out in the day to like, this is when I work on social media or this is when I work on writing the script or, you know, so setting aside that time in my, in, so making a routine, maybe some like motivation to, I really need to do this. So if I'm going to make this happen, you know, nobody's going to do it for me. So yeah. So I need to, you know, kind of do this. So it's it's that motivation and that pushing myself to to learn and well, then just do it. Yeah, I feel like that's a common thing for a lot of people. It's like either some discipline or some time management or like focus or typically one of those three or four. Yeah. Consistency yeah. is another big one. Patience. One of those yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and realizing there's a human aspect right so um what i record for the first time is not going to be perfect like all the things you see on tv right so so being human we have a, a learning curve so understanding that it's not going to be perfect but it will be okay you know yeah. it's it it will be good enough or it will be it's okay to share real life things. It doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Oh, for sure. I'm 100%. Just go check out my social media right now and you'll see the it's not perfect in action. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll post some rough videos on there, but I'm posting it just to post. And even though I'm young, I don't like the creative side of things. Like I'm very business minded, numbers focused. But when it comes to like designing a thumbnail for a video, oh my God gosh I, I would rather like go stare at a wall but um yeah so i i'm right with you there on the there's a human side of things well, cool if there were one or two people that you could meet right now and this could be a specific person or a type of person and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals so applying that who not how we talked about earlier who would that person be and how would they help you i'm not sure who it would be but it would be someone who could who could help me write, you know, give me some pointers on how to write a script. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate because my um a, one of my friends actually just passed away like a week or two ago. And he was a scriptwriter for Star Trek, one of the Star Trek The Next Generation scriptwriters. Oh wow. And he passed away in Florida um, because he was not able to get a kidney transplant in time. You know, rare to, rare blood type and all this kind of stuff. And so um, I wish that he could help me as a screenwriter. You know, he would have been, he would have been the perfect person. But um, there's got to be someone else that's that's like, you know, that does similar things you know, it's not ever going to be him, 
my daughter called him Uncle Scott. So, you know, it, it's not going to be Uncle Scott, but there's got to be someone else who can who can help me take that next step and kind of, you know, the accountability thing and um and the how is then the accountability and the here, let me show you because I'm a very visual, you know, I need to see this kind of thing in, in writing. So, you know, here's what it's supposed to look like. Now do the first like chapter or two and then let me see it kind of thing. So someone who's going to help me kind of walk through it and learn. I got you. There we go. And now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. My favorite movie is The Princess Bride. Great movie. I love that. Um, that word doesn't mean what, what, you know, that word doesn't mean what I think you think it means. Inconceivable. <laughs> yes, that. And um, he's been mostly dead all day. <laughs> those are those are great yeah yeah the princess bride's a good one it's like, i think i watched it for like the first time a couple years ago like you think i would have seen it sooner in my life but hey yeah but you know as a mom with the daughter we're gonna watch all the you know all the princess we we watched all the princess movies that's fair that's fair well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself you know, I'm really working on that because I tend to be an overachiever and it comes from the the trauma and I, I can, now I can see where it comes from and trying to earn people's respect and their love. But um, one way that I'm really working on it is just to, you know, that human factor of, look, I'm never going to be perfect. And actually catching myself with that negative self-talk oh you're so stupid you should have caught that or whatever and um no I'm not stupid I'm you know I made a mistake or I'm human and just trying to like I wouldn't someone's challenged me that you know would you talk to your kid that way or, you know, would you talk to your best friend that way? And I really wouldn't. So why do we talk to ourselves that way? Yep. So that's one of the newer strategies that I've been working on, kind of that that negative, oh, that was so stupid. I can't believe, you know, instead of, oh, that was stupid or, oh, I'm so sorry. Can you, you know, like, I apologize when I make a phone call. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you, but I have this question. And like, why am I apologizing? They answered the phone. They're obviously going to talk to me. Yep. You know, so um, not being so hard on myself, that that kind of self-care that I'm working on right now. And, and the other stuff is good, you know, the, the taking time for yourself and, and um, you know, playing silly computer video games and that kind of thing is always, is always fun too. But but like I said, recently, I've just been working on that negative self-talk. And if I wouldn't say it to my best friend or my kid, then why am I beating myself up? Yeah. Yeah. No, I got, I got you. I feel that 100%. I, um, I recently started selling insurance 
and I'm very entrepreneurial. And so it's like my own business. I'm 1099. There's no salary behind it. And one of the first things I notice is when I'm like making calls and I haven't gotten an appointment or haven't gotten a lead or whatever it may be. The first thing I go to is like, you're not going to be able to do this or, Oh, you should just go get a job. Like it's so much just doubt of myself, fear of my situation and negativity about my skills as a salesperson about like just across the board. And I don't know. Yeah. That negative self-talk, like when you've lived with it for so long, you don't know how much it affects you until you start saying nice things to yourself. And then you say something nice to yourself and you feel good. Like, <laughs> why don't people tell us this when we're children? You know? Exactly. Um, why, where did I miss this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you on the catching the negative self-talk. Well, cool. What is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet that person who can help you write your script? Um, so I'm going to a couple of like online zoom meetings where, you know, network zoom networking for, for entrepreneurs and, and writers and book, you know, authors and writers and podcasters. So I've been doing that and I'm going to continue doing that, but I'm also going to, um, continue my own, like there are a million articles on how to write a script. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just, I just, like I said, I need to just make time and, and keep doing that because the only way I'm going to make that dream come true is to actually just do that. So keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I had a person named Katie Chinakis on the podcast and she's a voice actress. She might know a person who writes scripts. If you want me oh. to make that connection, I don't know how quickly she'll email you back because she is a busy bee, but I that can. That would be awesome. Thank you. That would be great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because she has been in the Hollywood world for a minute now. So, oh, she was a director of something too. That's really cool. I thought she just acted, wow. also has directed. Wow, nice. Thank you. Yeah, she's a boss. Um, and I was going to tell you that. Um, there is, so, um, I was on the Preacher Boys podcast talking about church abuse and stuff, but Eric Swarzynski and Travis Chappelle have started a new podcast, um, format forum for hosts and guests, um, and if you like, they're, they give, they give free, um, there's like a free masterclass that Travis Chappelle is giving on branding and podcasting and how to make like five and six figures a month in podcasting. Oh, so, there we go. six figures a month. <laughs> yeah, right. Epic. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, um, so I can connect you if you like I can you know make the engine I can send you their contact information I'll check with Eric and see if they can yeah no that would be awesome I would love that I would love that a lot 
appreciate that. Speaking of, you know, helping each other make our dreams come true and that whole positivity thing, you know, passing a little, passing along the, passing along the positivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got our final series of questions now, and these can get a little personal. So I always give the disclaimer, like if it gets too personal, you can always be like, I don't want to answer. I pass. And that's totally fine. So the first question is, what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? So um, no one's going to listen to you. No one cares what you have to say. Um, or why should people care what I say? You know, um, see that that small and insignificant I'm just one person in a, in a whole, you know, how many billion people live in the world today? Why, what, what does, what does what I say make different, make a difference? Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And where does that come from? Do you think it starts from the relationship you had with your ex-husband or do you think it goes back before that? Oh no, it goes back way before that. I was raised in a very traditional small town. And um, children should be seen and not heard, especially like female children should be like learning to cook and sew and can and all the, you know, and all the stuff. And so, um, and so I got that message as a child that, you know, little girls should be seen and not heard and, you know, go get me some more coffee or whatever. And um, I think that's where it came from. And so so I'm working to overcome that, you know, you're, I'm not, I'm not a child and, you know, I'm well-educated. I can speak, I can, you know, but, but it is that limiting belief of, you know, what do I have to say that's going to make any difference for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. And do you have any actions that reinforce this belief? So it happens, it can either happen daily, weekly, monthly, annually, but you have this belief and then you have some thoughts based on that belief. You have some feelings based on those thoughts and then you act based on all of that. Do you have any actions like that? Absolutely. So um, I feel like I should say, you know, in a, in a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but, you know, just kind <laughs> of, um, so when I was a, junior in high school, the summer before my senior year, my mom and I met with the guidance counselor who was also the principal of the school. And I remember sitting there and I was not allowed to talk because I was the child and the parent and the, and the principal were talking. And he said something to my mom to the effect of, she's not very bright. Um, she would make a really good secretary or like housewife. And, um, you know, she, that's that, but that's, that's probably all we can really expect of her. And I remember coming out of that meeting thinking, how, how dare you say, how dare you say that to me? And then not allow me to like say any, you know, like I wasn't allowed to say anything in response. And what I told my mom was, look, I'm going to take chemistry. I'm going to take algebra too. I'm going to take these classes and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to succeed. And so that voice rings in my head, right? It, it's, it's the, 
and then, you know, my ex-husband being abusive and no one's going to listen to you anyway kind of thing, um, kind of just reinforced that. But, you know, I just, just, and it sounds kind of conceited, but it really doesn't. It's me like talking myself out of this belief, but I have two master's degrees and a post-grad certificate in digital literacy, you know, so take that. Yeah. You know, kind of a take that. So there, you yeah. know, it's not that I'm not bright. It's that, you know, the, the, if that's your expectation, then, you know, what, how are you, but I kind of took that, I guess I took that as a challenge, like internally, like, you know, I heard your message. I'm gonna act like you want, you expect me to act. And now I'm going to like prove you wrong. And so, you know, fighting with those, again, that negative thought of, you know, she'll never be anything more than a, you know, and not to say that there's anything wrong with those, but he was dismissing me to those would be different if I was choosing those. Yeah, 100%. That makes makes sense to me. Um, I... <laughs> An example of me when I was like this, people told me I couldn't do the IB program and play varsity football and do well. And I was like, all right, watch me. So I completely resonate with that. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to do what you say. For I you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So if you were to change that limiting belief into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? Hmm. I really like the quote that the, the, the victim advocate gave me that the best revenge is living well, mm-hmm. you know, the, the best, the best, not that we should live for revenge, but you know, the best way to prove all of those people wrong is to be successful. And I never dreamed that I would be like somebody the other day said that I was, I was an inspiration to them. And I'm like, really me, like me, what? Yeah. You know, so, um, so the best, the best revenge or the best thing that you can do is just live to the best, the best that you can live positive, live, live to live. Hmm. Yeah. The best revenge is, li- that's going to be the title of this podcast. We've just come back to it so many times. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. We got one last question for you. Okay. And so I want to frame this next question. Alex Hormozzi said that the difference between manipulation, do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? I don't, but it sounds like it's somebody that I should look up though. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. He's like, you should, he's a good YouTuber. He's a beast when it comes to marketing and business. Um, okay. But yeah, I think you should look, he's just awesome. But he said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations. But manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. So this next question is about helping people, not manipulating them. Okay. There's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. 
I actually found out from Dr. Alan Leica, who was a guest on the show, that you can get a horse to drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now, I want you to think of a person who has a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help or change, and they hate their life. They want different. How can we, you and I, create an environment for that person to salt their oats and help them change their life? So I'm going to give you an example. And um, my husband and his his counterpart at, at his job, um, they go out for, I don't know, they go out for drinks or happy hour or whatever, like Friday afternoons, just to kind of decompress and the week or whatever. And the woman that was the bartender, he said something just didn't feel right to him. And... You know, she was wearing long sleeves and it was hot out or I don't know what, but it just didn't, you know, she just didn't act like she was, she was right, that something was wrong. And so he gave her his business card and said, please call me if you, you know, if you need anything, my wife has been through the whole domestic violence thing and um, she, like, she can help, she can help you navigate if you, you know, if there's a problem, she can help you you know, she can talk with you and, and you can figure it out together. And, um, he didn't expect anything more of it, but not three hours later, she called and she's like, I need help. I need to get out. And can you meet me somewhere and help me? Wow. And so, um, it's not the, and like the other lady who, you know, who I gave the book to and she read it and and left. Um, it's the pointing out that the situation might be a problem, but you can't make them, you can't make the decision for them, right? The person has to decide to leave, but giving them options and showing them even hope, you know, this, this could be you could do this, this, and this, but it's up to you. And so giving them that chance at hope. And my husband, I sat with her in the emergency room and my husband sat out in the waiting room with her two kids mm. um, because there was no one, else, you know, there was no one else and she needed to be checked out. And so, you know, it's just the, the hope and the option Right, because sometimes we don't get out of our own way because there aren't options. Like the horse doesn't have to eat the oats. I mean, he's gonna if he's hungry, but yeah, you know, but but there is a choice involved there. You know, so if we give people those options, there is life after being a domestic violence victim. And I choose to be called a domestic violence subject matter expert mm. right so i choose not to be identified as a victim but it's that but it's that that choice that we were talking about right it's it's the it's it's that and it's really hard it's but it's because people are set right they know it's the devil you know yep. and it's hard to get out of there it, it's it's horrible and it's the most dangerous time 
in the life of a domestic violence victim is the time that they leave. That's when it gets the most dangerous. And so giving people hope and giving them options and choices is really important. And, and then just being there for them when they call. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, Donna, that's all we have for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. This was great. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, no, happy to have you. And um, yeah, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, but if you'd like to play World of Warcraft, there's a new expansion coming out. I, I, you know, we can, you can, you can reactivate all, you know, your old, your old, dust them all off, and you know. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you for listening, Donna. Thank you for coming on. If you're listening to this, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If you're listening to this and you loved what Donna had to say, make sure to buy her book, buy a copy for a friend. Go ahead and rate it, review it. If you know somebody who knows how to write scripts. Go ahead and introduce them to Donna. And yeah, thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. On that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.